Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we discuss the astrological energies from October 11th until October 18th, where we are moving into eclipse energies. Plus, we have Mars entering Scorpio, and we'll see the Sun and Mercury both in Libra conjunct the south node. So there is a lot going on this week around moving forward, turning the corner, and looking at what needs to be closed out, released, finalized, what you're ready to reassess or unload. There's big decisions here. And this is a time to make the decisions that are in alignment with what you've been intending, what you desire, and what your truth is now that supports your full growth and potential. So this is where you could have kind of these interesting reverberations. I'm seeing it as these energies pulsing in and out of our auras that we're feeling and sensing. It's like, okay, the energy comes in and do I accept this? Do I want this? Is it true for me? Or do I pulse it out? and release it, complete it, it's over, it's no longer a part of my energy field, it isn't part of my journey, it's not what I'm actively or consciously choosing. Libra season brings up choices. It brings up both sides of an issue, of a topic, of a possibility. It's a very contemplative energy that we also need to discuss. We need to move the energy from our mind out as we speak. There is a verbal strength with Libra, especially with Mercury in Libra and the sun in Libra. And so it's a really important time to speak what you need to say. And that could simply be to yourself, talking to yourself in the car, in the kitchen, as you're vacuuming, talking to yourself as you're going about your world, going about your day. And I don't mean thinking to yourself, I mean talking where you're energetically moving something because there's a lot of power in hearing your own words. That's part of this reverberation I'm seeing and sensing. It's like you might start to get a real truth or clarity after you hear it with your own words, through your own voice. And there could be something that comes up and out that even gives you pause, that you realize that's a clear yes, that's a clear no. So we're moving energy from our internal world to the external. That's part of Libra. It's how we share, connect, interact. And there could be things this week that just make it so obvious to you where energy exists and where it doesn't exist. Because have you felt too that as you speak, as you talk, some things will just have a natural energy to them. Maybe you're excited about it, you're interested, it's just something really important. And then there's a dialogue that will carry on. Whereas by contrast, if you're not energized by something, if it doesn't feel good, if you're not resonating with it, your energy starts to sink. So the power of your voice is quite strong right now. And it's going to help with the decision making, with the choices, because it's going to give you an energetic checking in point to not only what you're thinking, but how it really feels when you take it outside of your head, you take it outside of your mind. And this is one of the energetic tools 
I'm strongly feeling this week. And it certainly relates to this eclipse energy. And it does relate as well to really getting more to the heart of something, the truth of it. And that's part of the energy shift as Mars moves into Scorpio. Mars enters Scorpio on October 11th. And this is a sign that Mars is strong in. He is one of the co-rulers of Scorpio. And as soon as Mars moves into Scorpio, he makes an immediate trine to Saturn retrograde in Pisces hanging out there at zero degrees. Saturn is going to be there for a few weeks because that is actually where Saturn will station direct on November 4th. And so here is Saturn returning to the very beginning of Pisces, which is a place of accumulated energies. What you've learned, what you've been through, your experiences, your wisdom, your challenges, you know, the hard knocks, all the things come up in Pisces. With Saturn here, we have an opportunity to check in on what we have reprogrammed and recalibrated, what we have further integrated, how we have digested in multiple energies, and where we're ready to also filter out what we don't want to carry forward, what is no longer of use, it's not connected to purpose, it's something that maybe you're even just realizing this is too heavy. I thought I had to hold this. I thought I had to carry this. Saturn is returning to zero degrees of Pisces, which is where it entered Pisces back in March of this year. And there's this reset. Do I really want to take something on? Do I really need this? Have I really been holding too much emotion or energy around something? This can show you where you've even felt overly responsible overly committed, overly invested. And here at the zero point of Pisces, Saturn is bringing your attention to some very conscious, clear choices around what's yours and what's not yours. Because Pisces energy can be so many things mixed together. It's truly a potpourri of energies. And as Saturn comes through Pisces, there's things we have to really get clarity around. Is this truly mine? Is this really something that I want in my life? And what about my own experiences? Do I need to let go of where I'm closing out? I've healed this. I'm complete here. I'm done with this. This isn't even mine. I feel too like when Saturn is in Pisces, it brings up even more around age of Pisces themes that humanity has lived through for centuries. And those age of Pisces themes are partly connected to where we have thought we were powerless. We felt like we had to give our power away to someone outside of us, especially our energetic power, our spiritual power. You thought you had to go to a church to connect with God. Instead of understanding that you are God, God is within you, God is in your cells, the universe is within you, you are automatically, intrinsically connected to all that is. And so how does that shift your energy frequency? How does that shift your perceptions? And part of what we're moving through, especially with the Saturn and Pisces transit, is that we're seeing more of what has been constructed and built in our real world that actually disempowers us, that takes us away from our 
unlimited connection to source that actually distracts us or where we have disassociated from our power, from our ability to be the universe in a physical embodiment form. So Saturn in Pisces is actually wanting you to check in on how you are authentically and realistically showing up in the world with your full connection to spirit and how that can guide you forward in making choices that are correct for you now while you are very honest with yourself about what you've completed, what you've healed, and what's over. And these can be very big karmic lessons. In fact, as Saturn moves through Pisces, there's a checking in, almost like a final test. A final test. How are you going to handle this energetically? How are you going to work with this? What have you learned to help you with this energy? What are your tools? What is your knowledge base? What is your mastery? Because Saturn is coming through and asking us to apply it. And part of that application does affect the collective consciousness. Although Pisces can be the collective unconscious, what I've noticed is that these energies are making us so much more conscious and aware that that's a brilliant win. Like there's this huge turnover in where we were previously unconscious and now we are more aware. Now we have a bigger understanding of the energetics involved. So this Saturn hanging out at zero degrees of Pisces is very important. And then we have Mars and Scorpio making a trine to it. And this is a trine of maturity, really understanding what you're doing, what you're choosing, really being intentional with what's coming up for you that you want to flow through, you want to release, you want to complete it. And there could be something that comes up within you that gives you an opportunity to declare, I am complete with this. I am emotionally done with this. Or even shows you where you're ready to move that energy forward into a new start or a new chapter that's healthier for you, more satisfying, and also There's this energy of being more emotionally advanced. That's what I'm feeling. There's an emotional maturity, but it's like an advancement where you could look at some things and do your own internal comparison of previously, I would have felt like this in a situation. I would have felt like X, Y, Z in this situation, but now I've healed, I've moved through it, I've worked with my emotional body, and now I feel more neutral, more clear, more detached, more emotionally advanced, which is based on your own subjective experiences because we all have our own emotional worlds that we're working with, uh, that we're moving through, the way that we run energy. You know, if you have a lot of water in your chart, If you have a lot of planets or points in the water signs, then you would be someone who runs emotional energy more often, which is different than if you have, for example, a lot of air energy in your chart, then it would be much more intellectual or cerebral energy that you would connect and run through your energy systems. So with this Mars and Scorpio at zero degrees trining, Saturn retrograde in Pisces at zero degrees, you could have some kind of emotional reset that has shown you how far you've come in a certain situation or experience or even just internally. And the visual I get around this, there is an anecdotal story, it's very simple, about having a mug on your desk or on the coffee table. And someone comes along and by accident or on purpose, 
that mug spills. They knock it over and whatever is inside that mug spills out, right? And so if there's coffee in the mug, coffee spills out. If there's lemon water in the mug, lemon water spills out. And so whatever is in the mug, whatever's in the container is what comes out. Stay with me here. This relates to our energy vessels. And when something happens to you, whatever you're feeling comes out. Whatever you're holding, whatever you're experiencing internally spills out. And so if you, as the mug, are holding anger, animosity, you're frustrated, you're pissed off, that's what's going to come out. That's what you're expressing. You're expressing your own energy, your own feelings, your own process. Whereas if you are feeling peaceful, calm, your heart is happy, your life is good, things are moving along, well, you're probably not going to spill out any kind of venom or hurt or anger. Rather, whatever comes out of you, whatever spills out of you reflects your internal world. So if you're feeling good, then maybe you're going to spill out glitter or a very lovely chamomile tea. And Mars in Scorpio reveals what you're feeling inside, what you're really truthfully feeling that you're actually embodying internally until it comes out. Mars in Scorpio reveals what is coming out based on where we're at, what we're really working through, what's going on within us. It's very similar as well to that phrase, hurt people, hurt people, right? If someone's feeling hurt, if they're pissed off, if whatever is going on for them, that's what they're communicating. That's what they're blurting out. That's what they're spewing. That's their energy. Whereas if you're not in that energy as well, you have a very different response. You wouldn't connect to that. You wouldn't be interested. You're off in your own land, in your own world. So Mars and Scorpio brings up what is happening within you internally. And for some people, that could be that they're spilling a lot of mud or tar or heavy energies, right? So this is where we have an opportunity to check in on what you're holding emotionally, energetically, and especially related to your fears, your worries, your level of stress, because Mars and Scorpio will stir that up, will spew that out. But as it makes a trine to Saturn, there's a reality check. What do you really want to do with this expression? How do you really want to take action in a way that serves you, that's best for you? So Mars and Scorpio can show up in many ways, but the extremes of it are it reveals everything that's unconscious, unacknowledged, damaging, painful, that whole spectrum. Or it could show you where you're determined, you're clear, you're passionate, you know what you want, and you're going to go for it. And so this is a week to be very aware of what you're spilling, what you're sharing, what you're putting out there. And to take ownership of it, to understand that that is your energy. It couldn't be otherwise. It is your energy. And what are you going to do with it? How is it going to serve you? How is it going to support you? And how are you going to even harness some things that might be uncomfortable at first, but chances are there's a smoother way to move through it or there's a way to flow through it that supports you and doesn't get things too extreme or too stirred up. Because you know when that mug spills, it can make a huge mess. 
And I feel like Mars and Scorpio can be messy when it's not conscious, when it's not intentional, when it's just, you know, throwing energy all over the place. It's chaotic and it doesn't even matter, right? It can just be way too much. So there's something here about coming into your emotional body, checking in with what you're feeling, sensing, what is going on within you, and working with this trine to Saturn and Pisces that wants to help move it along responsibly and reasonably. As Mars enters Scorpio, he will also be in a nice sextile to Venus in Virgo, who is going to also be very connected to what is necessary, what works, what's proper, and also help you cut back. Be ready to detach or step away because that Venus in Virgo, she just wants things to be simple, clear. She wants it to work. She doesn't want drama. She doesn't want chaos. She doesn't want her energy attached to any of that. And so this could be a good time to check in on where that energy is running for you. And also, again, to acknowledge where you have emotionally grown or advanced. This also reveals what you've healed, what you've healed. It doesn't get to you. You don't care. You're not interested. Things that no longer even have access to you or they're not in your energy field. They're just not even something that you're meant to connect with anymore. I feel like there could be a powerful breakthrough here in your own emotional advancement and internal world around how you've grown, how you've alchemized, and also what you have reclaimed powerfully. Now, keep in mind, as Mars moves through Scorpio, this is a transformative journey. And Mars being connected to masculine energy, being connected to the physical body, how we assert ourselves, how we stand up for ourselves, what we really want to engage with, as well as separate ourselves with, all of that comes up with Mars and Scorpio. And it can be very clarifying, where as Mars moves through this energy, he often sees things he doesn't like. And that can be what he doesn't like in himself, what he has outgrown, what he's ready to do differently. It also means he's ready to face some fears. And so that would be one thing to look at with Mars and Scorpio. What are you ready to face? What are you ready to look at so that you can reclaim your power with it? You can also separate out what's yours and what's not yours. The Scorpio energies are going to intensify as we will have Mercury enter Scorpio October 21st and the sun enter Scorpio October 23rd. So the Scorpio energies are going to ramp up. But right now, I feel like there's some kind of intuitive heads up, intuitive download, intuitive insight that the universe is giving you to watch your own energy, to watch your own emotions and to be in command of them in a way that also acknowledges what is true for you, what you will put your energy towards, and what you absolutely will not. And that is one of the definitive energies of Scorpio, where it's either all in or all out. 
So after Mars enters Scorpio, trines this Saturn retrograde, then we're really in these eclipse energies. Now the Libra solar eclipse happens at 21 degrees of Libra in your chart. And I've already done podcasts for you about this energy as well as a chart video on YouTube. So I'm not going to repeat what I've already said in those episodes and videos. But something I do want to bring in is that there are magnetic portals between the earth and sun that open up every eight minutes. We are always in an energetic, synergetic relationship with the sun. Every eight minutes, these portals open up. That's the flow from the sun infusing the earth's atmosphere. And this is a very important energy to understand because sure, we know that we live by the sunlight, our lives are determined by it, our circadian rhythms are hooked up to it, but there are literal magnetic portals that open and close every eight minutes that are even quite mysterious, that isn't fully understood how it works, where they appear, how they appear, but it's part of this ongoing energy dance between the earth and the sun. Well, when we have a solar eclipse, the solar eclipse is when the moon moves in front of the sun from our viewpoint here on the planet and blocks out the sun. And this is happening on Saturday, October 14th, and it occurs starting mid-morning and moves through midday into early afternoon, depending on your location on the planet. And when the moon moves in front of the sun, it blocks the sun's light. It blocks the sun's energy. It closes those portals. And it's almost like this darkness descends. I don't mean that to sound scary, it, but it is what's happening because the sunlight is being blocked. The portals are closed. There is a lack of connection that is very startling and disruptive. It throws off the animals, especially animals that are nocturnal or animals even that are not nocturnal. It throws off the natural cycle, the natural sequence of energy flow. It disrupts the tempo of our lives. And there's something that also occurs energetically that's quite powerful with this type of eclipse. Now, it's called a ring of fire solar eclipse. It's an annular solar eclipse. And it's where the moon appears smaller than the sun. And it's also part of how the moon orbits. So the moon is at apogee, and that means it's actually called a micro moon, which is the opposite of a super moon. Super moon is when the moon is very close to us here on Earth. It's also when we have bigger flooding, bigger tides. There's more water activity and fluctuation when there's a super moon. Well, this is a micro moon. It's the furthest away from the earth that it can be in its lunar orbit and it blocks the sun but the sun still appears as that ring of fire so it's the light behind the darkness and there is a scorching quality there is a burning away a removal what needs to be removed what darkness needs to come to light what needs to be seen and reset and this is often a very powerful energy that we feel. Now, if you're in the path of the ring of fire solar eclipse, then of course it's working with you more personally. 
but it's also working with everyone on the planet in some capacity, simply because of the energy as it emits and gets pulsed out. In ancient times, this would be a foreshadowing of disaster, of destruction, of doomsday. There were also different levels of consciousness on the planet at that time. So there would be understandings of this is some kind of omen, this is something from the gods, there's something that is going to occur that could be destructive and bad. Now, we are at a higher consciousness now. It is our responsibility to be in more of that higher consciousness of understanding cycles as they occur on our planet, understanding our own conscious choices, our own power, how your light cannot be dimmed unless you choose that, how your power cannot be truly taken away from you unless you choose that. So we're at a higher level of consciousness on the consciousness spiral And this is an opportunity for us to look at what needs to be reset on the planet to support the ongoing growth and elevation of the energies at this time. And that can sound like an overwhelming undertaking. That can sound too big, right? Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm just one person. But we are the energy on this planet. We are the energy on this planet. So it's as simple as each of us really activating more of that light. In fact, when there is that descending of darkness is when you need to turn up the light even more, where it's even more essential to understand how we live in this dance of energies. We're always in motion with the energies, but what do we continue to feed? What do we continue to choose and to activate and to maintain? And so on the one hand, this can be a ring of fire that burns away unnecessary energies, that removes what is no longer needed on the planet. It also has the potential to reveal more of the darkness, to reveal more of what has been hidden or even hiding in plain sight, to bring up things that are often uncomfortable that really aren't things we want to maybe look at or feel or understand. But there's something about this particular solar eclipse that is going to illuminate more darkness. It's going to show us more of what we need to see and understand because that's the way through. That's how we move through the darker chapters. It's by tapping into our own light that you are located somewhere on this planet to be a certain vibration and frequency. And that could be confusing. You could wonder why I'm here or what I'm doing here or what is the purpose of a certain place or location. And I feel it as part of this reprogramming of the higher crystalline matrix energy grid. I see it as these very interesting connection points that light up all these different areas of the planet for many, many reasons. And it feels like this particular ring of fire solar eclipse is revealing more of what needs to close out and what needs to end. And that's because after the sun, the moon, and Mercury are active in this eclipse, they all move to a conjunction with the south node in Libra. 
And that is a completion, a closing. So we're in a closing cycle, but we have to see what that is. So this can be a closing cycle for you personally around certain Libra themes in your life. Maybe it's relationship dynamics. Maybe it's communication habits. Maybe there's things that aren't working for you anymore and you want to upgrade. You want to do better. You want to be better. This is a good eclipse to have that intention. I want to be better in my connections, in my partnerships. I want to be better in my communications, perhaps with your colleagues, your parents, your loved ones, whomever. This is simply a time to look at what do you want to improve in how you interact, collaborate, compromise, and share with others. Because what's going to come up for you is probably going to show you exactly what Either you're ready to let go of and or you're ready to do it better. You're ready to learn some new skills. And it's always interesting to me how relationships are everywhere in our lives. But when you were growing up, how many classes did you take about relationship energies? We're not taught relationship skills, at least not directly. Maybe you're learning some things, right? As you go through various uh, classes or teachings or programs, you learn about relational dynamics, but it's not something that's actively taught, but it's such a pivotal, important part of our lives. And it's interesting too, like as you get older and you interact with more people, you meet different people, different generations, different cultures, different walks of life, and you interact socially or professionally. Libra is both. Libra is how we interact with each other through very civilized manners, you know, when you're going to your meetings for work or you're getting on a Zoom call. Libra is also how we interact socially when we meet new people and we're just getting to know them or we want to know more about them. All of these come down to relationship skills. And I feel like there's a lot of potential here because not only is it about learning and living relationship energies, but then it's dealing with conflict, conflict resolution, how you're able to communicate what you need, what you think in a way that someone else can hear, how you're able to make your points clear or stand up for yourself or take a step back and really hear what somebody else is saying, really understand their point of view and how it's going to be different from yours. And Libra is about how we settle those differences, how we negotiate, how we continue to communicate and hear each other. Now, once you enter therapy or you're going into maybe some kind of professional development program, then those things can come up. I know there's other areas where we can be learning relationship skills, but I just think about how important this is for us to live a good, satisfying life, but we're kind of out here learning it as we go or learning through what doesn't work or learning through how we were immature or we didn't know how to express ourselves or maybe when you didn't handle a conversation well. You know, we all have those blunders and mistakes. And so then it's how we then up level and require ourselves to grow more. And how we start to show up differently in relations and in communications because it shows our relationship skills. In fact, it reminds me, I can't believe it was nearly 20 years ago now that I got my master's degree in international relations and diplomacy. And so I would be in a lot of these, you know, grad school classes about diplomacy and diplomatic relations and the different tactics that are used in negotiations, even as simple as how you sit at a table can provide framework for how a discussion is going to go. 
and it's hard to describe on a podcast, but it really comes down to being intentional with the energy we bring into a space and then how we interact from that energy. So I guess a very easy example is when you sit down to discuss something with somebody, chances are you are across from them, right? They're sitting in front of you and just like sitting at a table in the restaurant, you're face to face. Well, the dynamic changes when you're sitting next to each other, right? Side by side. That can reassert we're on the same team, we're on the same page, we're in this together. There's also other dynamics where if you're sitting on one side of a table and someone's sitting not across from you, but to the left or to the right of you, then they aren't as confrontational, if you will. It's not as direct. There can be a softer energy. So similar to sitting in a restaurant with a square table, and you are sitting on one side and the other person is sitting just to your left, but they're not directly across from you, that's a different energetic dynamic. Again, that can be more like, all right, let's solve this. Let's figure this out without it being confrontational. Not that sitting across from somebody is confrontational all the time, but I'm just saying like, if you look at how you position yourself in different conversations, it will change how that conversation can be experienced. So yeah, this is very minor, but it's also quite fascinating. And it's something that is practiced visually when there are various presentations, agreements, discussions, important conversations happening, especially in the public eye. The way that it's set up, the way that the dialogue is set up and where each person is sitting can also communicate the intention or what needs to be worked through and how each party is approaching it. So this is a very important time to look at how you are showing up for various conversations, discussions, exchanges, how your energy feels, what your intention is. And this solar eclipse is change. It brings up powerful change, big change. The change occurs in the house where you have 21 degrees of Libra and it can be changes for the better. It can be improvements. It can be that you're meeting new people. You're creating new friendships. You're dating someone new. You have relationships that are more supportive of who you are, what you're about. It can also signal what's not working. How do we solve this? How do we negotiate? How do we keep discussing this? so that we can arrive at an agreement that works for both of us. And also endings. And that's part of eclipse energies is that it is a new moon. This is a new moon solar eclipse. And every new moon is when there is a turnover of something. And you could realize, wow, I've been hanging on to something. I've been doing my best. I want to make it work. And I've been giving it my all. Or maybe you haven't. Maybe you disassociated, you don't care, you're done, you're over it, whatever it might be. All of these relational themes are more pronounced at this time. And as the sun and the moon will move across the south node, which will happen on October 18th, so after the exact eclipse, it's going to be even more obvious for you, again, where your energy isn't there. And it's just not for you. It's not connecting. It's not interesting. This could also show what you are done overthinking, where you are done over communicating, um, even if you haven't felt heard, right? Have you ever had those conversations where you just want to be heard or you just want someone to validate or acknowledge what you're saying and they never do? 
or they can't or whatever it might be. This is a completion where there's something you could realize around those energies. So of course, I'm just providing a few examples. Take what resonates, but know that the bigger picture of all of this is for you to check in on your own relationship skills, on your own communication skills, on how you're able to show up and how that works for you and to evaluate. Is this for my best and highest good? Is this supporting me? Am I growing with this connection? Is it mutual? Are we both invested in each other's needs and want each other to live our best lives and to be our best version of ourselves? This is a checking in point because the relationships that are strong get stronger. They get stronger over time. They get stronger with ongoing conversation and commitment and really putting in energy. And then they also fall apart or close out when they serve their purpose and they're no longer for your best and highest good. So big relationship changes going on. And we're actually going to have two cycles of these energies in Libra because this year, 2023, we have the south node in Libra. So we're going to have the sun and Mercury still moving across this point. And we're also going to have this theme come up next Libra season. So September, October 2024, the south node will still be in Libra and it'll be another clearing out more things that are not for you, that aren't the right connections or whatever it might be. But we only have one Aries season working with the North Node because of how the nodes are moving. So two times, two years, South Node in Libra is going to be very active, bringing up things that we need to see, we need to be aware of, we need to acknowledge. But only one Aries season is working with the North Node in Aries. So even though there is this universal focus on growth for Aries planets, for development, for more of your potential, for really tapping into what you want, what matters to you, what new chapters you're ready to begin, it means we're going to have two cycles of things clearing out in the Libra areas of your chart. So this is just good to be aware of. It's just good to have a heads up, right? And be sure to check out my Nodes of Fate program discussing these energies in your chart where we look at what that North Node in Aries is opening up for you as well as what that South Node in Libra is closing out for you. And this is so important because the Nodes of Fate are connected to more of what you're destined to experience, what has your name on it. And I think that is really important with the North Node in Aries, which is the self. What has your name on it? Because you're going to have new life in those parts of your energy, in those parts of your world. And it's important to have a heads up on that. So I'll put the link to that program below the podcast so you can check it out. Because regardless of your astrological sun sign, regardless of your chart, there are things opening up for you now and you don't want to miss it. And when you understand how these nodes of fate are moving through your chart, you're going to see where the energy is coming up in certain parts of your life. And that's just one of the ways that astrology is awesome. There's many reasons why astrology is awesome, but especially with the nodes of fate, it shows you what's right on time because it only happens once every 19 years. 
Okay, so something is opening up for you that hasn't come this way for the past 19 years. And it's part of a new beginning, a new adventure, a new area of your life that is being re-energized. Yay for that. We'll take it, right? So this is a week of not only the eclipse portals opening up, moving through powerful Libra energies, but to also trust yourself with what no longer energetically connects. So going back to how I started the podcast, listening to yourself speak, hearing the power and reverberation of your own voice, really tuning in to what you're saying and how that creates and forms your next steps, as well as what really matters to you now. Now, if you have a birthday coming up over this next week, this is a powerful solar return for you. This is a big deal. It's a year of big changes when your birthday occurs during eclipse season. And this is a new moon, right? So new beginnings, potentially in all areas of your life. And new energies to play with, new energies to work with. So it's very important to know that if it's your birthday, and the same is true if your birthday is later on in October, because that means you're also celebrating your solar return during the second Taurus lunar eclipse. And the final thing I want to offer is that with this solar eclipse, really be clear on your intentions, on what you want to manifest, on what you want to develop and grow because things happen faster with solar eclipses. They amplify the energy. They bring in fast moving developments. It can be a lot of quick change. It can be a lot that gets stirred up as well, but the universe responds to your frequency. It sees your intention. Your soul understands as well what is for your best and highest good next. So make sure to hold that, write it down, again, speak it out, give it energy, give it power, and it's a beautiful time for those energies to transpire and grow, especially if there's something you want to burn away. Going back to the ring of fire energy, that it will burn away. Something, if it's something within yourself you don't like, anymore. You don't want anymore. If it's something that you're really wanting to transform, perhaps it's something that you've struggled with or you need support, you need help. This is actually an eclipse for that intention because it will show up with the power of that sunlight, with the power of the ring of fire that wants to set ablaze something that you're closing out and ending so that the new light source, the new energies can appear and come in. Now, I I do have more to share about this particular eclipse um, that I'm going to do a video for you on Friday, okay? I'm going to show you some things that I've seen in this eclipse um, that I want to see what you think about and also some other stuff that's important to be aware of as we move through eclipse cycles. So that video will be coming out for you on YouTube on Friday. In the meantime, wishing you a beautiful solar eclipse experience reminding you that your power matters, your light matters, your energy matters, and your consciousness matters. And I hope you feel beautifully supported in whatever that means for you, as well as understanding how big this time on the planet is for all of us. Be sure to check out that Nodes of Fate course as well. 
and perhaps any other astrology programs I offer, including the solar return course, where you can learn about your own solar return chart and what will be unfolding for you over the next 12 months. Thank you so much for your time, energy, and presence. I am grateful to be sharing this journey with you at this time on the planet. Have a lovely week ahead, and I will check in with you again soon with a new podcast every Monday and Wednesday. Take good care, and I'll see you back here soon.